just a few moments today, we're going to pray. We're going to seek the face of God together. I mean this with every fiber of my being. I want to see another Jesus revolution. I want to see another Jesus movement. Explain to me and think with me, if, the, if every church in Minneapolis was filled this Sunday, do you realize that probably 90% plus of Minneapolis would not be in church? Whatever city you came from, whatever town you came from, do you realize that if every church in town was quadrupled in size the next weekend, that again, the vast majority of people would not be in church in that city? And then to think about that there are two billion people on the planet, two billion people on this planet that have never heard the name Jesus. They've never heard that name. There are 1671 languages that don't have the scriptures. They don't have one, they don't have for God so loved the world. They don't have any of that. And apart from Christ, apart from Jesus, they will spend eternity in hell. So explain to me, what's going to get us across the finish line to get the gospel to the ends of the earth? What is it going to be? It's going to be praying young men and praying young women like yourself, seeking the face of God, that believe that God can do more in a moment than we can do in a lifetime. God can do more. In the prayer revival of 1857 and 1858, it was just a matter of months when Jeremiah Lamphere started praying by himself for the first 30 minutes. And then within, within an hour, six people joined him. Within the month, thousands of people. There were hundreds of thousands of people saved in a matter of months. In a matter of months. Because I'm telling you, God can do more than we can. God can do so much more. Prayer doesn't fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. The greatest thing we can do as believers is to seek the face of God. You don't have to be in ministry to seek the face of God. You just have to be a young man or a young woman hungry for God to move. And I just believe if God's going to do something, why doesn't he start it here? And why doesn't he start it now? The Bible says in Psalms 24... And in verse number three, I want you guys to think about this as the Bible says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Who's going to be in the presence of God? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Because of the cross, we have cleansed hands and we have a purified heart. Who has not appealed to what is false? Who's not sold his soul to an idol? And who has not sworn deceitfully? For that young man or that young woman or that professor, or that administrator, or that leader who seeks the face of God, who wants God's presence, who's going to ascend the hill of the Lord, they shall receive a blessing from God. I'm telling you what, I, I've, I've been in Colorado, I've seen people mountain climbing, and I'm telling you what, there's a lot of people at the bottom, but you start seeing people mountain climbing, there's not a lot of people going up those mountains, right? Not a lot of people. But I'm telling you something, there's a reason to get to the top of the mountain because there's a view there. There's a scene there that very few people get to see and experience. And I'm telling you guys, if you will be a young man and be a young woman that goes after the face of God, you will see things that people have only dreamed about. I'm calling you for today, Northwestern University, to be, a, to be a place that seeks the face of God. To be the most prayed over university in America. To say, we will not rest until the fame of Jesus fills the earth. We will not sleep until people... People sing of his name every place. Here's what the Bible says. So who are, what, what are those people called that are sending the hill of the Lord, that are wanting to live holy, that are wanting to live pure, that aren't satisfied with the bottom, but they want to get to the top in God's presence? What, what are they called? 
The Bible says in verse number six, such is the generation of those who inquire of him, who seek the face of God. That generation is the revival generation. That generation that goes after God is the revival generation, the God of Jacob. You know, what, you know what's special about Jacob? Think about this for a second in the Bible. Jacob, 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 okay? Jacob is the guy that was messed up. He was jacked up. I want you guys to know I'm grateful God uses messed up, jacked up people, all right? There are no perfect people. God's not looking for all stars. God's looking for humble, sold out, just hungry people for him. And so Jacob got desperate. And so what did Jacob do one night? He thought his brother was coming to kill him. Remember that in the Bible? He thought his brother was coming to kill him. So he had a prayer meeting that night. And the Bible says he wrestled with an angel. That angel probably was the pre-incarnate Christ. He, he was wrestling with God. But here's what happened. You remember that story? Jacob will not let the angel go. He will not let this pre-incarnate Christ go. He wrestles all night, and the angel says, Christ says, let me go. And he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he got touched. His hip was knocked out of joint. He was, for he was forever marked by the presence of God because he did what very few are willing to do. If you seek the face of God, you'll be forever marked. People may ridicule you. People may mock you. But God will use you. The revival generation is the generation that says, I will seek the face of God and I will not rest. I will not sleep. I will not let down until God does something great in this generation. And so I'm calling you forth, Northwestern, to be the revival generation, to be that generation that seeks the face of God, to say, I will not settle for spiritual apathy. I will not settle for the status quo. I will not settle for church as normal. I want God. I want God more than I want to live. I want God more than I want to sleep. I want God more than success or fame or status. I must have God. And that's where I hope that God is in this room. And in just a few moments, we're going to spend some time together praying one for another, going after the face of God. Because God can do more in a moment. God can do more in a moment than we can do in a lifetime. We can do in a lifetime. Evan Roberts is the, is the young man that was used for the Welsh Revival in 1904. He was just an ordinary young man that got burdened for his youth group. And he, 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 there was times he'd get up at 1 in the morning and pray to 5 in the morning and then go back to sleep and did it for a couple years. And he got so burdened one night that he went home to, uh, to, to speak to his youth group. And he asked his pastor, can I speak? And the pastor said, no, you can't speak. But you can, have the, you can speak after church is over. So in front of 17 people, in front of 17 people, Evan Roberts spoke to his youth group, and revival broke out in Wales. Revival broke out in Wales, and literally within three months, 300,000 people gave their life to Christ. 300,000 people. And a lot of people said, well, that, that's, that's not true. That couldn't happen. People came back years later to find out that many of those people that got saved were still radically living for God. I am here to validate to you guys that there is more of God than you've been told. There's more of God that you can experience. God wants to do so much more. I'm calling you forth to be the revival generation. I want to see another Jesus movement. I want to see what God did in 1970 in, 1970 in Wilmore, Kentucky, in Asbury, at Asbury College. I want to see God do that again. One student got up in front of the rest of the students and just began to confess sin and apathy and brokenness. And you thought, that's, they're going to make fun of me. They're going to mock me. No, another student realized, that's me too. And that student stood up and began to confess sin and apathy and brokenness. And another student stood up and began to confess sin and apathy and brokenness and that chapel service that was supposed to start at 10 and end at 11 did not end at 11 it did not end at 12 it did not end at 1 it did not end at 2 it went for one entire week 
one entire week, all throughout the night, students that were part of Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky, 1970, they began to go across the nation telling the story of what God was doing on their campus. And everywhere, every place those students went, revival broke out. Revivals when the, when the glory of God fills the house of God. I want to see God's manifest glory among his people. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of going through the games. I want to see what only God can do. When Evan Roberts spoke to his youth group, he had a simple sermon. A simple sermon. Point number one, if you want to see the manifest presence of God, if you want to see God work, his point number one is confess every known sin. Confess every known sin. If you guys want to see the, the manifest presence of God in your church and in your life and your future families on this campus, it's time to get real with God. It's time to get real with God. It doesn't matter what people think you are. It matters what God knows you to be. And it's time to get real before God. And we think if people know who I am, they're, they're going to they're forsake me. They're going to think I'm messed up. We are messed up. But I am here to tell you, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I'm here to tell you, God can forgive you. And God can use you. He doesn't look for the strong. He doesn't look for the smart. He doesn't look for the talented. He just looks for broken, hungry people. That's what he wants to use. Confess every known sin. I'm talking about if there's, if there's pornography, get rid of it. If there's greed, get rid of it. If there's lust, fight it. If there's criticism, get rid of it. If there's people you got to go to and say, I'm so sorry I did this. I'm sorry I said this. Please forgive me. But when you get a hunger for God, you don't care if people say You just want to be right with everybody. Confess every known sin. He said, number two, put away any doubtful habit. Any doubtful habit. Is there anything like, eh, I don't know where God stands with that. Put it away. Put it away. Every doubtful habit. Number three, he said, he said, honestly, obey the Spirit promptly. Has the Holy Spirit told you to do some things you're unwilling to do? Obey the Spirit promptly. When the Spirit says do it. Has God called some of you to ministry, but you've been putting it off? Has God called some of you to break up with a boyfriend or girlfriend because you know that's not the person God wants you to be with, but you're, oh, I don't know. Obey the Spirit promptly. Promptly. The fourth point was to confess Christ openly. Confess Christ openly. We need a generation that's bold for Jesus. This is, I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. I'm going to be kind, and I'm going to be loving, but I'm going to be bold. I'm going to walk in the streets, and I'm going to pray for people to be saved, people to be redeemed, people to be healed, people to be set free, people to know the glory and the greatness of God. Confess Christ openly. I want you guys to be the revival generation to say, we want, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Clean hands and a pure heart. We're confessing sin openly. We don't care. The next verse in that passage says, hey, who is this king of glory? Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty in battle. Let the king of glory come in. I'm saying to you, Northwestern, let the king of glory come in. You know who my God is? My God is strong. My God is able. I am addicted to Jesus Christ. He is the alpha. He was the beginning. I serve a God who is the beginning. I serve a God who has more knowledge in his little pinky than any. Put all the websites together and all the encyclopedias together and Wikipedia times a thousand. And my God has more knowledge in his little pinky than all of those things put together. I serve a God who has more power than every nuclear bomb on the planet combined. That's the God I serve. He is the Alpha. He is the beginning. He is the Christ. He is the Deliverer. He is the Everlasting One. He is the Faithful God. He is the Great High Priest. He is holy and he is invincible. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. He is magnificent in all his ways. He is never ending. He is never stopping. He never stops going after us. He never stops loving us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. He is omnipresent. There's nowhere you go that God's not there. He's omniscient. He knows all at all given times. 
He is powerful. He is the quickening one. He's the one that brings to life. That's who he is. Do you know that God? Do you worship that God? I mean, if, you, if, we get a, if we get a glimpse of the glory of God, we don't care if people say, I'm chasing him. I'm going after him. I want to be a God chaser, whatever it takes. And I promise you, if you get that kind of fire, that kind of fire spreads. Because people don't know what to do with that. Because most time they go to church and they just see kind of, you know, people kind of going through the motions. But we refuse to be a going through the motions people. Because we serve a God of revival. Yes, come on now. That's what my God can do. And he's calling some of you forth to be men and women of prayer. Men and women who seek the face of God. Men who say, you know, I don't care. Because in just a few moments, I'm going to call you to prayer. I'm going to call you to begin a fresh beginning with God. To say, you know, I, I've never fasted before, but I'm going I'm to fast. I'm going to give up food or something else to get a hold of the presence of God. I'm going to pray. You say, I've never prayed an hour before. Pray five, five, pray five minutes. What is extraordinary prayer? Extraordinary prayer is more prayer than we are doing right now. Let the king of glory come in. He is the Lord strong and mighty in battle. Give it of every sin. It's time, to st- it's time to quit playing games with God. It's time to say to a lost and broken world, watch out, Jesus is coming. I believe we are standing on the precipice of the next great spiritual awakening. And I believe God wants to do it here through you guys. Yes. Yes. Charles Wesley and his brother started the Methodist Church. You know what? They, they were made fun of in college. You know why they were made fun of in college? Because they just started this thing called the Holy Clubs. The Holy Clubs. They just got together and prayed together, sought the face of God. The club never grew to over 25 people, but they sought the face of God. They had God's presence on their life, and they were radically used for, the, for the, one of the great awakenings. They changed the world, the Holy Clubs, the Jesus Revolution, the first great awakening, the second great awakening. Let me tell you about Duncan, Duncan Campbell in the Isle of Lewis, 1948. This, there's two old ladies praying for revival on the Isle of Lutus. One, one couldn't see, she was blind, and the other one couldn't stand up because she was just hunched over. And they were praying for years for God to send revival to the Isle of Lewis. And they believed that God told them that Duncan Campbell was to come. And you can find Duncan Campbell audio on the internet. So Duncan Campbell came to the Isle of Lewis after they prayed for him to get there. He turned it down three times, finally came, went to church one night, preached. Nothing happened. Nothing spectacular happened. But he walked out of the building. As you walk out of the building, people are walking out. And all of a sudden, the presence of God takes people to the ground. They get on their faces before God. And somebody looks to Mr. Campbell and goes, Mr. Campbell, Mr. Campbell, God has come to the Isle of Lewis. Duncan Campbell stayed there two years, and there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people radically saved. I am here to tell you, all throughout Christian history, God has sent spectacular outpourings of his spirit and what we call revival. And I want you to be hungry for it, and I don't want you to be satisfied with what you've seen before. I want you to want more of God than anything else, because his presence is the only thing that satisfies. No bank account, no level of fame, no relationship, nothing, nothing. Only Jesus can satisfy only Jesus. I want to read something to you and then, and then we're going to have a time of prayer. Every time I read this, it's, it's unreal. I want you guys to be a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. Just a few moments, I'm going to boldly ask some of you to stand and, and just we're going to pray together. But I'm only going to ask you to stand if you're serious. I'm not, going to ju- I'm not going to judge you. No one else will judge you. But I'm calling some of you to be part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I want revival. I may never be here before you again, and, and that, and, and, but I'm here to tell you guys, want God, go after God, go after revival, the fellowship of the unashamed. I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. 
The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense, and my future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth needs, colorless dreams, Chinese giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, plaudits, or popularity. I now live by presence, lean by faith, love by patience, lift by prayer. My pace is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my mission is clear, my guide is reliable. I cannot be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, diluted, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice. I will not hesitate in the presence of the adversary. I will not negotiate at the table of the enemy. I will ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go until heaven returns, give until I drop, preach until all I know, and work until he comes. And when he comes to get his own, he'll have no problem recognizing me. My banner will be clear. My banner will be clear. I want you guys to be part of the fellowship of the unashamed. You, have, you don't have to understand all this. You just have to say, God is my goal. God is my goal. I want his presence, and I'm calling you forth to be men and women who pray and seek the face of God. Will that be you today? Yes. Will that be you today? We want God. We want his presence. We want what only God can do. We want what only God can do. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Father God, in the strong and mighty and powerful and magnificent, marvelous name of Jesus, set this generation on fire. Set this school on fire, God. Make this the most prayed over university in America, God. Raise up holy clubs in this school. Raise up future Wesleys, God, and future Jonathan Edwards, Lord, and future Whitfields, God, and Raven Hills, and Tozers, and Bertha Smiths, and men and women who want the face of God. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up, God. Baptize this school with fire. Baptize this school with your presence. We're going after God. We're going after your presence. We're going after you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to say right now, any other of you are free to stand if you want. But in just a second, here's what I'm going to do. I want us to pray together, out loud, together, for God to pour out his spirit in revival. And in just a second, I'm going to ask you to do something that may be a little uncomfortable. I'm going to ask you to pray out loud where you are. You don't, have to, you don't have to yell, you don't have to scream, but I'm going to ask you to pray out loud. And for the next few moments, we're going to cry out for this school together for God to move. On the count of three, I want you to pray what's on your heart for your generation and for your school. On the count of three, ready? One, two, three. Begin to pray. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Go after him. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Pour out your spirit, God. Cry out. Cry out, pour out your spirit, God. Every classroom, God. Every dorm room, God. Every leader, God. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit, dear God. Lord, we will be the fellowship of the unashamed. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. God, another Jesus revolution. Lord, another Welsh revival, God. Do something new. Do something greater, God. Do something new. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes, God.
Oh, God. Yes, God. We're going to worship in just a second. I'm telling you guys, I want you to want God more than you want to live. I'd, you, you'll long forget this day and this sermon, but I want you to remember this. God can do more in a moment than we can do in a lifetime. And we need to be the generation that contends for the breaking in of God. We need to say that we believe and we worship and we serve the God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We're going to worship in just a second, but here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to turn to someone right near you if you're comfortable doing it. Just pray over a friend right now. Pray over a friend right now. Pray over a friend right now. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Pray. Ask God to break in. Ask God to break in. I want to invite you that are in the chapel still. I want to invite you to come as close to the front as you can. Come as close to the front as you can. I want us to have a concert of prayer here just for a few moments. We're going to go after God. We're going to go after God. I'm here to, 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 to confirm what's in your spirit to know there's more of God. And I'm here to say let the holy clubs be released. And let the revival generation be released. And I'm here to say no matter what, what's happened to you and where you've been and what you've done, now there's no condemnation of those that are in Christ Jesus. God's not looking for the talented or the super smart. or the, He's just looking for hungry, humble, surrendered people. So I just want us to begin to pray together. I'm going to ask if, a, Matt, if you could just lift up your voice as loud as you can, my brother. And would you pray for these students? And I'm going to pray after you. Lift up your voice as loud as you can.